0: I'm Barb Desmarais, and you're listening to What's Next? Conversations with Boomers. In 1978, I was intimately involved with a man I liked a lot. That fall, he and I took a trip to Jasper, Alberta. And soon after returning, I had a suspicion that I was pregnant. I waited a little bit just to make sure it wasn't my imagination. My doctor confirmed that indeed, I was pregnant. The birth control we were using failed. Between my boyfriend and I there was no doubt we would not carry through with this pregnancy. He already had two children and I had career goals I wanted to pursue. Furthermore, I wasn't convinced this was the person I wanted to spend the rest of my life with. In 1969 the Criminal Law Amendment Act in Canada legalized therapeutic abortions. That was under the condition a committee of doctors certified that the pregnancy would most likely endanger the woman's health or her life. Once my doctor confirmed that I was pregnant, I was referred to a committee of doctors to plead my case. The time was wrong. We weren't married, which in 1978 was still an issue. I wasn't sure I wanted to marry this man. I wasn't in a financial position to support a child and this was not what I wanted. I also said it was important to me that a child be brought into the world under the right conditions. The committee thankfully granted me an abortion. Do I have regrets? I don't. It wasn't the right time and I didn't consider the tiny fetus inside me a child. It wasn't even close to being viable. I later went on to have two children in 1987 and 1989 and was able to offer them a loving home with two parents and the financial means to comfortably support them. They were planned and wanted. To this day, I am grateful. I was given the right to choose if I wanted to carry the pregnancy to term or not. I want to have control over my own body. In the US, there was a very famous case in 1973 in Texas between Norma McCorvey or Jane Roe, as she became known as, that was her legal pseudonym, and Henry Wade, who was her local attorney. He alleged that Texas abortion laws were unconstitutional. A three-judge panel ruled in her favor and declared the Texas abortion statutes unconstitutional. The ruling was appealed by the Supreme Court, but on January 22nd, 1973, in a 7-2 decision, stating that the 14th Amendment to the U.S. Constitution provides, quote, fundamental right to privacy. Roe won her case. On June 24th of this year, 2022, the Supreme Court of the United States overruled Roe versus Wade. The majority opinion was that it was, quote, egregiously wrong. The decision has been vehemently opposed by many world leaders, including our Prime Minister, Justin Trudeau. What was once a right to women to have governance over their own bodies is now in question. To date, 13 states in the U.S. have banned abortion rights to women. In Canada, our system of governance is very, very different, which I think is important to point out. Legislation is written, and to become law, it has to be approved by Parliament. It is unfair to compare our system with that of the United States. We are, though, impacted by this very monumental ruling that impacts millions of women to the south of us. I've invited our friend Deb Pedersen on to discuss this. I felt compelled to express our opinions around this very controversial story. Okay, hi Deb. Hi me what were you what were your thoughts what went into your head when you when you heard about this overturning of roe versus Wade
1: well you know i i we we knew it was coming because of the leaked memo but i still i just couldn't believe that it that it would happen and I just feel shocked and horrified and disheartened and <laughs> Devastated, really.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I think the thing that, um, you know, it, it just shows how uh, kind of fragile democracy and rights are, you know, this is a hard, this was a hard fought right. And it's gone.
0: It's gone yeah, 49 years ago, to be exact. yeah
1: yeah, I, I think it's devastating, heartbreaking I and I can't believe it.
0: Can you imagine being a woman in in one of those
1: 13 states? No no, I can't. And um, the scope of it is scary, absolutely scary. For example, there were women who were scheduled to have abortions, right. Right that now, day that yep. day and yep. that and all you know whatever was required of them to to make the decision and to go wherever they had to go um and then to have it just ripped away from them it's just horrifying to me
0: i just can't even imagine and and of course the people the women that are impacted the most are are low income people that do not have the means to go somewhere else
2: mm-hmm. oh god Mela, what went through your head To be honest, the first thought in my head is um, like America is unraveling right before our eyes. And it's not it's not like it happened overnight. They have been trying to slowly chip away at that legislation for 49 years, basically, you know, right. Um, They kept making amendments to it, making amendments to it, making amendments to it until finally it's just non-existent. Um, So it's just crazy to me that they care so much more about this than, like, actually legislating or at least creating better gun control. Well, well what's so
0: interesting Which is, is this wild to me, totally wild that that simultaneously. This apparent, you know, um, right to life. Mm -hmm. The right to life groups, lobbyists, one, while at the same time relaxing gun laws. So the children that are alive right now, that that are, you know, going to school every day, suddenly Mm -hmm. they have lost their right to feel safe Mm
2: -hmm. at school. Yeah, exactly.
1: So that the rights of others to bear arms is protected.
2: Yes, it just makes no sense to me. Yeah, it's it's so sad. It's honestly so sad. And I I saw this tweet the other day. Um, Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Oh my goodness. She was uh, yeah, she was the um, the press secretary for Trump for a little bit during his administration, and um, we all remember well. <laughs> yeah, she's she's running for governor, and she had said something along the lines of like we will make sure that a child in the womb is safe as well as children in schools or something to that effect Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which is like what but you literally are for or or i sh- i should say probably against
0: gun control yeah the right to bear arms in in any circumstance the right to yeah walk around walk into a school with a loaded handgun or yeah. an ar15 yeah mm-hmm.
2: so their their response to getting rid of abortion is to make it criminal but yet like to stop mass shootings they won't they refuse to ban guns just it doesn't compute to me it makes no sense and i I honestly, I don't even, I don't even know. I don't even know. Mm-hmm. Well, those of us who
0: think like you, which, which in my opinion is logical thinking. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's, it's incomprehensible. Mm-hmm. And, you know, here we, I don't know, even in the past five years, I've lost count of how many mass shootings there have been in the U.S. It's crazy. It, it's, it's, you know, every way. Oh, another one, another one, another one, another yeah. one.
2: Yeah. Like you can't even, you can't even finish grieving one event before another starts again. There's another one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's just wild that controlling a woman's body takes precedence over the safety of so many innocent lives. Yeah.
1: There's, it, there's just no words. And the thing about it is that it's yet another really concrete example of the polarization in viewpoints. Mm-hmm. You know, it's so st- so evident in the US but it's true here you know there there were thousands of people celebrating this decision in Canada in Canada and in the US and and it's you know that example of this how can people think so differently and Mm -hmm. to view something like this from such a diametrically opposed position from mine it's I find it just stunning like the fact that you would celebrate reducing women's rights.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So so I'm wondering what what sort of movements do you think this decision and what's going on in the States will propel similar movements? Not that we would change our laws necessarily, but movements this sort of strong evangelical right wing thinking. Is it is it going to be are we going to have a momentum built here in Canada of this of this same mindset, which you know we, we mm-hmm. have become aware in the last couple of years that we certainly are not without our far-right extremists.
1: Mm-hmm. And and there are many elected officials, particularly members of the Conservative Party, who are anti-choice and you know actively would work against having the choice to access abortion and you so know, it's- I, it is
0: it is what I always wonder too okay you, you're you're fighting for the so called you know rights of the unborn, so when these children are born who you insist should be born, what kind of support is is provided
2: mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. the you know, literally nothing nothing to, to my knowledge yeah. to my knowledge i mean they're, I mean, they're trying to take away food stamps too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, they're trying to take away. They're cutting back funding on like education and daycare, et cetera. It's just so backwards. It's, I believe it was George Carlin um, way back in way back in the day, back in my day. Mm-hmm. Um, I just saw I just saw this like clip of him somewhere online. I might have been YouTube or something. And he was talking about, you know, you have. The Republican Party cares about you if you're in the womb. But once you're out of the womb, you're on your own. Yeah.
1: Well, exactly. Yeah. You're on your own. I did hear, though, I think it was the governor of Texas talking about, you know, they're going to offer tips and information and support for women who, you know. What does that mean? Well, and. That's
0: DeSantis, isn't it?
1: I don't know. No, Who's the Governor of Texas?
0: Abbott Abbott,
2: Abbott, yeah yes, yes, Abbott yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I hate that I know that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for the wrong reason. yes
1: um, it's okay, Mel. it there's no recognition of the incredible complexity of situations where abortion is the best option for a woman. People aren't choosing abortion out of convenience or, necessarily timing sometimes it is but very often there's lots of complex reasons that result in someone making that choice and so then without that ability to follow through a situation where a woman says oh okay well this is I I won't follow through with the abortion I'll have the child I'm not ready to to raise a child you know I'm living in poverty or whatever the circumstances are but I'm going to do the best that I can chances are she won't be successful because we we do not support early child development adequately in Canada or the US. Mm-hmm. And, um, and the resources are not there for people who are struggling when they're parenting. And so then what if you decide, I just can't do this anymore and decide to relinquish your child to care, leading to adoption, and they're six years old. How many people are lining up to adopt six-year-old children or children who have been raised, you know, who may have been born to an addicted mother. You just don't know about the complexity of the situation that, that where abortion is the best option for that person. And to say that what you just need is information and support.
0: And not to mention, when a, when a woman is forced to carry a pregnancy, The mental health implications of that. Exactly. As you know, because she doesn't have the finances, she doesn't have, she doesn't even, she may not even have family support. This is going to pose a very complicated, difficult situation, which, which all those kinds of things affect our mental health.
1: Mm -hmm. And then would affect her ability to parent.
0: Her ability to parent. Mm Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I I, I mean, I spent over 30 years um, as a as a parent educator. And one of the things that I really stressed a lot of, we can only be the best parent that we can be. When we look after ourselves, and we are in healthy relationships. And Mm -hmm. I mean, nobody's life is perfect. And we've all got stuff. But when most things are in place, And we're not struggling with mental health issues. We're not desperately struggling with our finances. We can be better parents, the kind of parents that children deserve.
1: Yeah, I mean, really imagine being a child, being an unwanted child. Oh, oh, God.
0: And we'll be right back. I always listen to the New York Times podcast in the morning and uh, I think it was on that. But anyway, there was, you know, this abortion clinic where the the doctor that performed the abortions and she was talking about what it was like on the day that the decision was made. And she had all these people lined up that were getting ready to to receive their procedure. One of them was a 14 year old girl.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I, I mean,
1: Yeah, that's what I'm talking about, the complexity. Somebody who's pregnant as a result of incest or sexual assault.
0: And the circumstances, many times they're not as dire, and those are dire circumstances. They're similar to mine, where I wasn't ready to give what I felt a child deserved. There was just Mm -hmm. nothing about the situation that made me feel I was prepared to... Become a I mean I was twenty four which is certainly old enough, but I was in no way mentally or any other way ready to raise a child and it so happened that the father passed away
1: mm-hmm.
0: soon after, and um nothing to do with the abortion but, mm-hmm. so there you would be, yeah, 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 I would have been a single parent, um well, anyway.
2: Did you guys see this um, article? It was on CTV News. Oh, it came out today, actually. But um, the headline reads, Republican calls overturning Roe versus Wade a victory for white life. Oh, God. Yeah. No way. I think one of like the driving force for the Republican Party to why they kept chipping away at this amendment was because the ratio of women that were getting abortion majority of them were caucasian and college educated etc so um and also just by socio-economic standings um they were more likely to um abort the child if they weren't ready for it just like barb mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. weren't ready for it you had career objectives etc mm-hmm. um and So to say that one of the driving factors of overturning Roe versus Wade throughout these years was to prevent white women from aborting their child and also, I guess, continuing the white race, so to speak, for lack of better terms. But um, there was this um, politician, Mary Miller, who was at a rally and she. she had declared um, Roe versus Wade is a victory for white life, in quotations. And, um, of course, her PR team had to scramble afterwards because, you know, they her PR team was like, oh, it's a mix-up of words. What? That's not what she meant to mm-hmm. say. But she was clearly, like, reading off of her speech, and it was part of her speech. And I guess they had to, like, you know, backtrack and try to, like, fix it. But we can't overlook the fact that that was part that, that was one of the driving forces of why they really wanted wanted this legislation to not exist anymore mm-hmm. or criminalize abortion altogether. Deb, what is
0: your opinion and what, what's what drove this whole thing? Like what, what is this all about?
2: Well, that's really a hard thing
1: to answer because I can't understand. I, I just, it's beyond me to try and understand where these people are coming from. But I think, like Mela says, that is there is definitely an undercurrent, an undercurrent mm-hmm. because it this kind of decision goes way more after women of color and women who are marginalized than it does, obviously, white middle class women. Completely. And um, mm-hmm. and I don't I don't think we can get around the fact that 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 is very much a part of. I don't know, segments of the Republican Party in the US that this pro-white attitude, and and they're, you know, systematically going to make as many changes as they can to promote their agenda. So maybe this is it. But I, I think it's also about, I don't think it's about concern for unborn children. I think it's about control. It's control of women. And I agree. The, I agree. 100%. You know, this, you know, going back 50 years to some ridiculously idealized view of what America was, or, you know, yeah. 75 or whatever, I don't know what point they thought it was so wonderful, but where America was strong and, you know, it was all women at home looking after the children and the men. The way things should be. The way things should
2: yeah, exactly. be. Yeah, exactly. You know, and most yeah. people
1: were white and, they made all the decisions, and so you know this now is now. A- look yeah. what's happened! Look what no. happened!
2: Look what's happened! Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. you're right. It, it's all about control. It's all about trying to like regain the America that they once knew. But they have to realize, like, the future is in color. Like, It. it you cannot. You have to. You have to adapt. You have to adapt. We're so globalized now, and. This like small fraction of Americans who really believe that, you know, the days of the golden days of America, we can retrieve by just forcing everybody to, quote unquote, follow these laws Mm -hmm. and just to enrage everybody. Like, I think it's there's going to be there. There's going to be a reckoning. I think there's going to be a major backlash. There has to be. There has to be. There has to be. I I mean, you think it's too monumental.
1: Yeah, I was listening to an interview with Judy Reddick this morning mm-hmm. and Mella, she's, you know, an old feminist, an activist mm-hmm. and, you know, an abortion activist, women's rights activist who's been around forever and and worked with um, Dr. Henry Morgenthaler. Have you heard of him? Who was sort
0: of who was our uh, our yeah. original abortion advocate and performed mm-hmm. abortions okay. and was, had his life threatened,
1: thousands and was jailed mm. and yeah. Um, she it was interesting because she feels she, she feels a sense of hope um, after seeing the amount of um, protest and the kind of uprising against this decision that um, was mm-hmm. evident in the States. And I thought, wow, I hadn't uh, gotten any sense of hope <laughs> at all, I, yeah. I, I just can't get over my horror. But she feels yeah. like it mobilized people enough and enough people are protesting that she thinks they could have an effect.
0: That's mm-hmm. really interesting, um, you know, we have this emotion called anger and which in most cases is destructive. But one of the positive things about feeling anger is that it does motivate people to take action. It does motivate people to have a voice to make change. I mean, that's how change happens because people get mad enough that nothing is going to stop them. So that's, that's a really interesting perspective. Mm-hmm. Okay, Okay. another thing that I was thinking, there's a lot of people that are saying this is only the beginning in terms of the ripping away of rights, of rights that we have fought for for decades, the LGBTQ
2: rights. Um, yeah, I was just going to mention that, like, aside from even Roe versus Way, on the note of them trying to gain control, like, they are attacking drag shows saying that they're terrible for children and even like children who want to transition, you know, they're trying to make that not a thing. It's just crazy. Distractions, 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 just to enrage people. Mm -hmm. While all the while there's all these things happening on the back end, you know, like the Supreme Court, they're cooking away at legislation after legislation to just Overturn every strip array more rights, exactly. Mm -hmm.
1: And so the you know the things are that are at risk are the things that aren't part of that rosy, glorified picture of what America looks like. You know, so let's Mm -hmm. get rid of same-sex marriage. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, it it rights that I mean, as Barb said, people have worked hard for. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's, what what do you, what sort of what sort of movements do you think it's going to propel here in in, in Canada?
1: I, yeah, I don't know, but one of the things that I do know is that we shouldn't be complacent because mm-hmm. it's not there are many people in Canada who you know would support Roe v Wade, the Roe v Wade decision and are you know anti-choice and you know will actively a lobby fight for that politicians who have put forward pieces of legislation not none of them have passed but um yeah i'm i don't know I, I hope that it does alert people to the tenuousness of uh the progress that has been made y- you know i um teach social workers sometimes and uh, at university and um, one of the things that's been interesting to me is that um, there are many young women who aren't really into the idea of feminism because they think it's unnecessary anymore, and um, I I found that quite quite a difficult um, discussion to have with them because I thought it, I was quite frustrated to hear that viewpoint unnecessary
0: and, because
1: well. Women can do whatever they want. We're equal now, and you know it's <laughs> what. What would we need
2: it? We're equal now.
1: We're Didn't equal you now. Yeah. So you know why would we even bother? And it's a little unsavory, you know, to be a feminist because then you're you know a radical and all that makes crazy. But um, anyway, I wonder if I wonder how they'll take this. Yeah. So yeah. 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 It's um. It's not over. It's not over.
0: Well, I think it's just the beginning. I mean, this thing sake. isn't even a week old yet. So, um, you know, I wonder. I wonder what we can anticipate now. There's going to be an uprising. And, you know that. I, I. I mean, I was thinking, what next? In the last two and a half years, mm-hmm.
2: like, well, <laughs> what's next? Or- What's, Our, next? We, we, what's next next is <laughs> written and created by the United States <laughs> Republican Senate. <laughs> and we'll be right back.
1: Well, really, I mean, well, when you think about looking back to 2016, who could ever have imagined in their worst nightmare that the US would elect the president they did?
0: Do you know what? I remember yeah. when Serge was still alive and and you know there was all this campaigning going on and I was following the whole Trump thing because I just found it fascinating. And he said, I don't know why you're following that. There's no way that he would ever get in. <sighs>
1: No, I mean, of course, we were all following it because we were so excited to have uh, the first female president Hillary Clinton. Yeah, yeah. Imagine the our the capital of our country being overtaken by by people that were advocating for something that I just could not even get my head around. Imagine that. Mm. And that, now this now, what, what's next, yeah, well, well, yeah. the first
0: thing Trump did, of course, was the Muslim ban, I mean that was that really made sense, that was really great, yeah, that was perfect. that was yeah, well, you know, that was only the beginning of hundreds of other absurd oh. you know moves people. statements over people.
1: Uh, yeah. o- people overtaking the the capital, the capital. Right. yeah, right, yeah. yeah,
0: so so you know we had Trump, then we had pandemic, you know, mm-hmm. which was just no small thing. Um you know major major floods and fires all over the place, you know a war russia ukraine
2: mm-hmm. um yeah <laughs> we've got the it. end of the world and we know it yeah yeah <laughs>
0: well and and george floyd you know that was that was an enormous, enormous event and
2: now now we've got this what what is happening mm-hmm. do you think that is it's spiraling out of control or are we just like made aware of it more because now we have the technology to, to see it constantly now.
1: That's an interesting question now. I, yeah. It seems like it's spiraling out of control and yes, we have the technology to let us watch every single moment of it.
2: I feel like in the past, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like maybe in the fifties or the sixties, you know, like I feel like people were a bit more subtle with, their intentions to push forward their agenda, mm-hmm. whether that's good or bad. Mm-hmm. Well, certainly, you know,
0: technology has made a huge difference in terms of how we receive information and the and the magnitude of the information that we receive on a minute-by-minute basis, and, and that has an impact on us for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I I mean, a lot of people will say this is a huge awakening for the world, this is, this is waking us all up. I mean, look at us. You know, we three are sitting here. We're, we're, we've been moved by this. We're, yeah. you know, we, we've, we, we want to make a statement. I, I just felt compelled to talk about it's it. It's actually,
2: yeah, it's, it's wild to me. Cause I, I know somebody recently who just had an abortion and I can't imagine this was just probably like maybe three two or three months ago. um, when I learned about her having to um, have an have an abortion because again, she wasn't ready. But it's just wild like how how quickly or what a what how how much change a day can bring? What's what's the phrase? (laughs) Oh, what a difference a day day can make or something? Oh, what a difference a
0: day makes? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Isn't it
2: true? Oh, goodness.
0: Yeah. We've had a number of episodes where we have talked about um the rights of women and the progress that women have made certainly in our time deb from the 60s mm-hmm. and and what things were like then versus what they're like now. We've had episodes that are that um touch on diversity, all sorts of different topics which which are movements that are, that move us forward, not, not backwards, 50 years. Yeah.
1: Progress. Progress.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Progress. It's called progress. Right.
2: What about progress? Yeah. 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 That's so funny. (sighs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. But I mean, that's my point that I was making, you know, thinking about these young women who don't feel like we need feminism anymore. I mean look at how easily this shifted and how a mm. right is taken away overnight.
2: Yeah. What do you think needs to be done? That was going to be my next question. What can
0: we as individuals do? I mean, there's there's the there's the collective, but what can what what can I do? What can you do, Deb? What can you do, Mella? What can we do individually as individuals? As women.
1: Well, one thing that we can always do is let our representatives know what our feelings are and how vote in
0: the right people.
2: Yeah. 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 I think we need to urge our brothers, our husbands, our boyfriends, our all our male friends, we need to call on them to stand up because clearly I consider this a personal attack. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know Michael Moore, right?
0: Michael Moore, yes. the document. He, he, I listened to his podcast a couple of days ago. I mean, talk about emotional. He is so passionate about the rights of women. In fact, the podcast was cut short mm-hmm. because I'm going to cut this short because I got to get out there and fight. Yeah, and he he just absolutely—I mean, you know—the language he
2: uses—it's str-
0: the rights were yeah. stripped away, and
2: you know, just yeah, just yeah. so so passionate. I think that feminism will not be anything if everybody is not on board. It can't just fall on us anymore. Mella, good point. Mm-hmm. We have to call on all our male counterparts all the men in our lives to also stand up like it cannot fall on us anymore because this also affects them you know well as far and, as i know they, it they
1: is... play quite a large part in the situation when you think about exactly um, a woman who's contemplating <laughs> abortion <laughs> you know she she didn't get there all by herself and exactly you know, to it's what extent are men being held accountable
2: are they not, a, are it's they not, at, lose all. not at all their
1: rights you know, will
2: like we're we're the ones who have to get on the pill because it's the quote unquote the most effective birth control. Mm-hmm. You know, but have these dudes can't even be bothered to put on a condom. Well, well, it's and also, so you know, to my
0: knowledge, none of them have given birth. Like to go through that process. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like last time I checked, it was you know a child was conceived. Between a man yeah. and a woman,
1: That's, yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. is that exactly. still the case? Yeah. Yeah. And so you know, and I mean, there are a few other situations too where the, the change need, needs to come from men as well. But um, mm-hmm. you know, when you think about violence and what have you against oh. women, oh. Oh. Um, but um, you know, in this particular situation, to what extent has anybody held? the guys accountable. And Mm -hmm. you know, the I mean, are are there gonna be guys who say, This is changing my life too and I don't want it? And will they be heard in ways that women have not been paid attention to?
2: And I think that's a that's a an important conversation to be had with with men. Yeah. Girlfriends? (laughs) Yes. Girlfriends? Yeah squirrel squirrel friends (laughs) thank
0: you so much for coming on and 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 contributing to this what i consider to be a very important conversation and mella i love your input and as always deb um you're 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 such a good guest to to and you're always game for anything we want to talk about
1: and that's (laughs) that's gold pardon Maybe. maybe maybe okay yeah. maybe maybe
0: okay okay maybe there might be some topics that are off limits okay so so next time let's talk about food, food. Yeah, yeah 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 okay so many many thanks to both of you you're welcome okay. i'm gonna i'm gonna, I'm gonna stop welcome. recording right
2: now what's next is written and created by barb demaray it is produced edited and engineered by mella Find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. And make sure you subscribe to find out what's next. Conversations with Boomers.